Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. It's going to be a short one. We have one very special guest. We're going to talk about Arsenal Manchester City. We're going to cover a little bit of Wolves. And we're going to celebrate one massive American accomplishment. So tonight, everyone's bailed on me. We've got people MIA, uh, people dropping out. And so I decided to invite a very special person uh, tonight to join me. He is a supporter of Arsenal Football Club, and his name is Titus. Titus, welcome to the podcast. What's up, guys? I've this, been on here in a while. It's been a long time. This is my 11-year-old son, Titus, uh, back in the 2018-19 season. Uh, he asked if he could choose his own club. I, of course, said yes. And at the end of that season, he chose Arsenal, which, if I remember correctly, they finished like eighth or something that season. Is that right, Titus? Yeah, they finished eighth and Wolves finished seventh. Wolves finished seventh. They finished eighth. He really liked well, – tell us some of the reasons why you chose Arsenal. Um, So I chose Arsenal because I really liked bombing. I liked Ozil. I liked their attackative style playing, like their quick pace, always shooting, not sitting there and like passing it around until they get the perfect shot, just taking shots from far away. I love that attackative nature in Arsenal, which I really like. I liked um, their manager. He was good. Yeah, Unai, like Unai Emery, he uh, he is now coaching at Aston Villa, who Wolves played over the weekend. I'm glad we got Arteta. Yeah, yeah, Arteta's Arteta. done a, he's done a good job. Well, this weekend was very, very good for Arsenal. Uh, for what was it, Titus? Tell me, when was the last time Manchester City lost two matches in a row? The last time... City lost two Premier League matches in a row. Was back in December of 2018. December of 2018. And it is very special for uh, both Wolves and Arsenal to be the ones to send them to back-to-back losses. But, Titus, you watched that match. I watched some of it. Uh, I was doing some yard work I had to get done. Um, but you were watching the match. Give me, give me a breakdown of the first half. Second half, uh, so, tell, tell us uh, some, some of your thoughts on that match. So, some of my thoughts. Off the bat, the first 10 to 15 minutes, Arsenal was playing like absolute garbage. They had the jitters. They couldn't do anything. Yeah, City could have scored within like Raya, the first three minutes, right? I know. Raya was just running around with the ball in the box, and I'm pretty sure Raya had more touches than anybody else on Arsenal in the first 20 <laughs> minutes. But so, and then Arsenal kind of got it together and basically from the 30 minute on dominated the whole game and then finally got that goal. First game back for Marinelli pulls off a great goal. Yeah, that was, he was kind of a game game changer. Once he came on in the second half, uh, Arsenal did look a lot better. Uh, when you look at the stats, they had, 
I mean, it's pretty equal, pretty evenly matched for most of the, most of the match. But I think the big news is city mostly had no attacking threat. Um, I think four shots, only one on target. Um, and that's at least the second match in a row. Um, I'd have to look back to, to think, but second match in a row that Holland hasn't done anything. He looked inept against wolves. He looked inept here, uh, against arsenal. So, um, very interesting. Uh, the other big, the other big news was the, the Kovacic, uh, non red card, and non-double yellow. What were you thinking when you saw those tackles come in? So when I saw the first tackle, I thought, okay, that's a yellow. That's like a really high maintenance level. Maybe if the ref is feeling harsh, it's a low level, like really low level red. But then when he, I forget who it was that he slide tackled, but when he slide tackled him, I was like, oh, see ya, gone, bye, have a nice time in the locker room. And he didn't give him the card. I was so mad. Because I knew that if they got a red card, they were screwed. Yeah. I was so mad. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> like. Yeah, that was pretty pretty controversial in that match. But obviously, it didn't end up mattering. Uh, Odegaard came on. Or not Odegaard. Martinelli came on, played really well. And then uh, puts a shot on target in the end that bounces off of with Ake's, Ake's face for a little face-off right into the goal. So huge win for, for, uh, Arteta and Arsenal. Um, there's a real big bounce back because Arteta is mentor. Yeah. Was Pep and he used to be Pep's assistant. And for the first time in six seasons, Arsenal is finally beaten Man City because they broke their 12 and Owen 12, losing streak and snapped it in half that's right the question titus you haven't been on all the episodes and you don't listen you don't listen to our podcast but um one of the things well we talk a lot about spurs and how they're probably going to fall apart you know they often start seasons off strong and then fall apart as as it goes on arsenal though they haven't lost this season they haven't had a ton of impressive wins either um, and so for both those teams, we've been pretty skeptical, but now they sit tied on points at the top of the table and only separated by not even goal difference, but, uh, total goals by Tottenham gives them the edge. So I know probably what you think, but my question is, do you think that Tottenham and Arsenal are the real deal? Can both of those teams vie for the title? I feel that Arsenal can push up if they stay healthy. If Saka's injury is just out for this game or next game and again, Sevilla and Champions League, if it's just those two games and he comes back healthy and we stay healthy this season, I think Arsenal can stay at the top of the table. What do you think about Spurs? Okay. I'm not gonna try I'm not trying to be biased here just because I hate Spurs. <laughs> we all hate Spurs. That's okay. Um, but I don't think I think Spurs are a top four, top four, top five team. But I think once they lose one match, they're just gonna absolutely crumple. Cause like the thing about most of the, te the teams in Premier League and even Arsenal. 
the first time that they lose, you're just like, you have that feeling and it sits with you and you're like, we could have done better. We should have done better. And I feel that, um, what's their name? Tottenham is going to, that's what's going to happen to them. They're going to lose to a not very good team. They're probably going to lose to Spurs. Not Spurs. I mean Chelsea. Chelsea, okay. So they're going to lose to Chelsea, and then they're going to be like, oh, my gosh. How did we not beat them? They're just going to think about that. They're going to be like, we would have won if we had Kane, and they're just going to fall apart. Yeah, I mean, I the, you see a couple different rankings. I've seen a couple different rankings of, of strength of schedule, you know, how good or how – how tough of the schedules have teams played. Um, and according to one that I'm looking at right now, Arsenal's played the third toughest schedule of the season so far. Um, and Tottenham has played the second easiest schedule. So, um, you know, with remaining games to be played, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, uh, how that shakes out once Tottenham gets to a, a more difficult, difficult schedule. Um, with that, I'd like to, to move over. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go I for it. also think that Spurs are being in, got incredibly lucky. I don't think they should have won against Liverpool. That v- VAR call was absolute bull crap. Okay. I can't cuss, but I would, <laughs> um, it was a horrible call. VAR deserved to be fired and they were fired. Arsenal would be in first place if it wasn't for dang VAR. That should have – I didn't actually see what happened. All I just read it, and I think I saw a little bit. But Diaz should have scored. That should have been a goal. Absolute garbage call. I don't know if the London guy had a couple beers before the game, but something wasn't right. Okay, yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, yeah, so – with that being said, I did want to chat a little bit about Wolves. Wolves with a good uh, draw against against Aston Villa. Um, and mostly thinking through eight points through eight matches. But uh, we were talking about strength of schedule. And I've seen, you know, Wolves having anywhere from third to fifth to most difficult schedule. So hopefully uh, – that leads to good things moving forward with wolves, obviously taking four points off of two top five teams in back-to-back weeks with uh, the aforementioned city and Aston Villa this week. Hopefully that's good things to come for wolves. The other massive match of the weekend. Well, there's, there's one other massive match and then a really important comeback. I want to talk about, uh, the other Im- massive match was Brighton versus Liverpool 2-2 draw uh, that saw Brighton uh, take an early lead, followed by Mo Salah scoring two goals before the half, and then Lewis Dunk scoring on a Solly March assist there uh, in the second half to earn a, a 2-2 draw. Brighton is an enigma. They're obviously super talented and have played really well this season. Uh, that weird match last week against against Aston Villa where they lost 5-1. Uh, but Brighton's a great, great squad, and I think Liverpool playing away, getting a point, they got to be happy with that. 
The other match to mention is Manchester United versus Brentford. Uh, Brentford scores on a Matthias Jensen goal in the first half. They're up 1-0, heading into extra time. And then somehow, Scott McTominay scores two goals in the 93rd and 97th minute to give United uh, the three points. Um, and maybe even more surprising, Harry Maguire with the assist on the second one. Um, I really wish Chris were here to talk about it. Remarkable win for, for United, but, uh, still, you know, United's in 10th place with 12 points, but those are some very shaky, shaky 12 points, uh, with not a lot of convincing victories. Um, United should continue to be nervous. I said it from the beginning of the year. I said, dad's like, City's going to get first, United's going to get second. I'm like, Dad, United sucks. <laughs> They're like Chelsea. They'll spend a whole bunch of money, and then they suck. Like, I'm not even joking. I hate Man United so much because they are so inconsistent. They've had a lot of injuries, though. That back line of Dallet, Evans, McGuire, and Lindelof, that is very shaky. So they've had a lot of injuries. Um, I don't like United either. But my bigger question is actually, is Onana not that good? Because obviously the back line's horrible, but De Gea last year with all those clean sheets won the Golden Glove. He won the um, Golden Glove? Yeah, he had the De Gea won the Golden Glove. Yeah, he had and the... they just they decided to get rid of him. Yeah, but Chris was happy about that. He thinks De Gea is garbage, and he thought Onana was going to be amazing coming in. And again, it's not totally fair because his back line has been uh, such garbage, but um, and injured. But still, Onana makes. There was one of the. I think it was the the uh, Matthias Jensen goal. Um, really was savable, and so I don't know what's up with Onana. Um, but you know, multiple of us at the beginning of the season predicted him to win the golden glove. We thought anyone, uh, would be in an upgrade upgrade. If De Gea could win the golden glove, then Onana surely could, but that has not been the case. So, um, Titus, thank you so much for your participation. Any last words? Uh, you've been a fan of premier league for, half your life now five years this is the sixth season of watching it so yeah. over half your life you're got a huge head uh you're a huge step ahead of where i was for sure at your age so any last thoughts uh go arsenal and if you're a chelsea fan um get a new G gm <laughs> all right love Thank you buddy you me, you're welcome buddy thanks for what you brought well, let's move on to American Watch. I did want to talk Tim Ream, our steady American in the back, with his 300th appearance uh, for Fulham this weekend. And uh, really pretty amazing that he has 300 appearances now. Um, in a, a match that saw three Americans playing, Trusty playing for Sheffield United, uh, and Anthony Robinson, of course, for Fulham, a match that saw Fulham take all three points 
3-1 over Sheffield United. Um, I did have some best and Weghurst for tonight. Uh, my best is that we have had no managers sacked. Now, I didn't do too much research, but it feels like usually about a quarter of the way through the season, we would have already had a manager sacked by now. Uh, and we're eight games in, and there probably are some teams on the hot seat, but uh, or some managers on the hot seat. But right now, there's not a lot of rumbling. Um, so I like that. I like teams giving their managers a chance. So uh, we're stoked about that. As for the Weg Horse, I had two uh, Weg Horse that I wanted to share. One was West Ham's kits by themselves. I like the hoop socks. I like that look. It's a cool look. It's unique. It's different, but not against Newcastle. Newcastle stripes, West Ham's hoop socks. I didn't watch the whole match, but just the highlights I watched, it was almost unbearable to look at. It was messing my eyes up the whole time. So that's my first weg horse. And my second, the Chris Basham Basham injury. Oh, if you have, or if you haven't seen it yet and you're queasy at all, don't look it up. Just trust me. It's one of those really nasty injuries. If you are brave, just Google or search on Twitter, Chris Basham injury, and you will see a nasty break. Uh, but uh, best wishes to him. Hopefully he recovers soon. Let's move on to best bet brought to you by FanDuel. For the second week in a row, after a great start to the season, uh, we have gone 0 for 5 as a podcast. We had a couple of draws in there, but draws are losses here. So um, I had Wolves. That was a draw. Tim had Liverpool, which was a draw. And Lundberg had Forrest, which was a draw. Chris had Burnley. They lost. And Andrew had Luton. And he lost. That drops Andrew to eight losses in a row. He won that first week with Fulham and has gone on. He had one draw in there, but eight missed in a row, which as a Wolves fan, I'm thankful for because this week he took Bournemouth at plus 140. So I'm hoping his losing streak continues with Wolves getting at least a point, but hopefully all three points, which is what I chose I took Wolves on the road at plus 195. Wolves playing much better. Bournemouth has not played well this season. I thought they were going to be a much better squad, but Bournemouth has not been able to put it together. They're one of two teams that still don't have a victory. They sit in 19th place with only three points. So I'm taking Wolves at plus 195. Chris is taking West Ham at plus 270 against Aston Villa, away at Aston Villa. Tim is taking Arsenal at plus 125, away at Chelsea, who got a very convincing and much-needed victory for themselves. And then Lundberg taking Everton to draw at Liverpool 
in the Merseyside Derby. That's plus 460. I'm not sure what Chris is seeing there, but uh, he's taking Everton with a draw at Liverpool in the Merseyside Derby. Our neophyte match for next week. Chris is going to be focusing on Bournemouth, the aforementioned Bournemouth against Wolves uh, in what is being dubbed the Gary O'Neill Derby. Gary O'Neill, Wolves manager, was sacked uh, in kind of a shocking way by Bournemouth uh, after he led them to safety last year. And so Gary O'Neill returns to Bournemouth uh, as head coach of Wolves, hopefully to secure the three points. We are on international break, so we will not have a podcast next week. We'll be back in two weeks. And uh, as I said, the Merseyside Derby will be a match to watch. Um, hopefully Everton's last match at Anfield for a while. They will hopefully be relegated and playing in the championship next season. Uh, but two other interesting matches to watch Manchester city hosts Brighton uh, city can't be stoked to be facing them, but a pep side with a couple weeks to figure stuff out. We should see them perform a little better. Uh, and Villa hosting West Ham, I think also should be a good match featuring two teams vying playing in Europe and vying to return to Europe next season. This was a speed round podcast, uh, with Titus, my son and me, as always, you can follow us on soccer neophyte at soccer neophytes on Twitter. You can also go to our website, soccer neophytes.com. With that, thank you, and we'll see you in two weeks.